We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to your game day preview. Myself, Brad Ward, cover the game from all angles to get you prepared for Browns Commanders here on Friday night. Plus, at the end, a little bit of my time on All Eyes on Cleveland with Brad and Andrew Spade. So hang out, check it all out. The latest OBR film breakdown. All right, guys, here we are, Brad Ward, myself. Uh, we're crossing over, as we always do, getting these game day podcasts out to you. It is, uh, it's a night Friday game, pretty rare. We, you know, these preseason games, actually, it's pretty normal for preseason, but as far as getting your mind wrapped around NFL football, it is uh, always a little weird to have Friday night games. Nonetheless, here we are. Brad, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. Excited for this one. Going to be there. It's going to be fun. Yeah, a lot of the OBR guys are going, so we're excited about that. We'll try to do something for the next day with some sort of podcast, recapping, recovering, whatever that might entail. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do our best to get something to you from our thoughts of the game. But for this one, if you are paying attention, we have a 7.30 kick uh, for this one. There's a lot of games going on around the NFL here on Friday night. I think there's five or yeah. six other games. Some are yep. 7 o'clock kicks, some are 7.30. There's a couple going on here on Thursday night that we are um, paying attention to kind of on the side. So, uh, the, but again, 7.30, it's a local coverage game. I don't think it's a national coverage game. So who do you have uh, on the commentary for this one? Yeah, so it's Channel 5, uh, WEWS, right, or ABC. Uh, your announcers are Chris Rose, Joe Thomas, and Aditi Kinkawala. Uh, I believe you can stream it. Uh, as well at NFL Plus. Okay, so opportunities to still find a way to watch it. Going to be on yes. locally. I know that sometimes is a challenge for people out of market, but yeah, yeah, you can get out there and watch it on NFL Plus, a way to see it. Otherwise, go about finding it in whatever legal or non-legal way that you, you do that. We're not going to judge you one way or no. the other. Um, Brad, looks like weather's pretty good for this one. Should be, you know, for us uh, OBR guys that are in attendance and everybody who's going to be watching at the stadium. Looks like a pretty relaxed August evening. Could be a lot warmer for this one, but it looks like it's going to be pretty nice. Yeah, so uh, 80 degrees around kickoff, which is uh, about perfect. Sunset at uh, 8.32 p.m. And uh, mostly clear skies in Cleveland. Nice. That's what we want to hear. Other little piece we always hit on is gambling. The Fanduel folks out there are smart about not putting up player lines in the preseason, but right. regular season uh, they obviously will. Preseason you do get an over under. The Browns last week covered by a wide. I mean they won against the spread, and then um, you know covered the they, were, they, they went on the over, uh, which is rare for the Hall of Fame game to see the Very over hit. So uh, let's see what we have. What do you have? Do you have those numbers for us? I do. So the Browns are uh, three-point favorites uh, at home, which is your standard, right, uh, home advantage there, the three points. And the over-under is an even 39 points. Uh, so uh, a lot of uh, the betting crowd will be going with the under there just because of the general uh, 
uh, preseason. You know, preseason games tend to go the under 39s, uh, you know, it's a decent number. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, there's a decent number. The all time, we're going to get to that kind of some of the stuff we like to share to get you used to what we talk about during the regular season. The all time Browns and now Commanders, uh, you know, sort of set up over the years. But the last time these two got together was in the preseason. I was talking to Brad off air. It is a blast from the past in terms of names. The Browns won 30 to 10. They had four quarterbacks playing this game and actually lit it up. Mayfield went five for six for 77 and a touchdown. David Blau, four for seven, 59, a touchdown. Drew Stanton, three for eight for 63, but hit a big throw. And then Garrett Gilbert played 14. That was the first time like people thought Garrett Gilbert could be a reputable backup. So he went mm-hmm. 14 of 22, 135. Those are all four names that, um, again, take you to a little bit of a different era that was not too long ago. Dearness Johnson led ball carries with 39, sorry, 23 yards on five carries. Dontre Hilliard still would like to know what he's up to. Nine carries, 19 yards. Trayon Gray, two for 16. David Blau, two for 12. Uh, Nick ran one time for 12 yards. Um, receiving wise, Rashard Higgins lit it up, five catches, 98 yards and a touchdown. DJ Montgomery, two for 47, a touchdown. Antonio Callaway, three for 42. Ishmael Hyman. Four for 39. Are we getting into the weird names yet? Jalen Strong, two for 27. Damon Sheehy Giuseppe, two for 12. Derek Willies, one for eight. You know these names coming back we haven't heard in a while. Farrell Brown, one for eight. Orson Charles, one catch. Defense, Jermaine Whitehead. Boy, went downhill quickly for him. Started coming after people on Twitter. Uh, Shelter Redwine had three tackles. Devereaux Lawrence had three tackles in this one. I think this is the game where it is. Damon Sheehy Giuseppe took a punt return back, 86 yards. Big celebration in the end zone, if you recall on that one. Uh, On the commander's side, uh, Dwayne Haskins, this was his first NFL look. Uh, He was 8 of 14, 117, and two interceptions in that one. And then Case Keenum was 4 of 9 for 60 and a touchdown. Any other commanders' names that you anybody would know? I think that's it. Not many names on the receiving side people know. But yeah, there was a 30-10 to 10 Browns win the last time the commanders came to the Cleveland in the preseason. They played in 2020 in Cleveland. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the regular season stuff is, is interesting, too. Obviously, they played last year. Played a lot lately. I was going to throw, throw it out there that uh, interesting tidbit. David Blau, a name from that game, mm-hmm. is uh, now back up with the Cardinals. We'll be playing this weekend. There it is. Sticking around. The only one uh, of those backups. I don't think Garrett Gilbert's still around, is he? I don't think so. Nope, I don't believe so. We know Stanton. I remember Blau being mentioned this weekend. So That makes sense, following uh, Petzing over there. Yep, it does, actually. Uh, Good uh, drawing those uh, dots. Yeah, so the Commanders' uh, regular season finished 8-8-1 last year, uh, if you recall. Uh, They've got some pretty good talent. Uh, on this roster, the question is at quarterback, right? And uh, all-time regular season record here, Jake, uh, against the uh, Browns' lead big time against the Redkins, Redskins slash football team slash commanders, 35-12-1. Might be adding another slash to that if uh... – Yes. The new ownership yes. group changes the name again, which it sounds if like. If I had right. anything to say about it, I would go back to football team. I actually like that. Yeah. WFT, right? Um, right. Okay. Well, we, we obviously did your show uh, on the OBR's Twitch, which I'm going to share, but I wanted to throw it to you real quick before we split for the night. Anything that you're particularly keen to paying attention to in this one? Not on a, on a Browns. Uh, real quickly on the uh, – Commander side, just uh, the Sam Howell-Jacoby Brissett thing interests me a little bit uh, just to see how Howell looks because, like I said, they do have a pretty talented roster and a good defense without a quarterback. So if Howell looks good, this will be kind of his first, you know, uh, yeah. on this side of things. And and does Jacoby look good uh, enough to challenge him, right? Uh, so... This is their first preseason game. That'll be interesting to me because I'll be kind of rooting for Jacoby underneath all this uh, uh, from his time here. As far as the Browns go, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier, I, I'll be watching, uh, what's our guy's name? Uh, Bolden? Bubba Bolden? Yep. That's uh, correct. I liked him last week. He looked good in some of the corners as well. Even our uh, our uh, 
rookie corner uh, Cam Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, looked good. I'll keep my eyes on those guys uh, trying to make that uh, fill out that four through six cornerback in the room, right? So that you've got your top three guys. Who's going to fill out the four through six? Probably safe to say that AJ Green is one of those guys at this point. Uh, but you know, the, the other two slots open, you know, Mike Ford, I know special help on special teams also can play in the slot a little with Newsom down. So who can fill in the slot? Well, will be interesting as well. Uh, on the offensive side of the board, uh, ball, of course, I'll be watching the wide receiver position, Watkins, Tillman, uh, the youngsters, right? Yeah. The, the rookie class getting a lot of run. We'll see how many starters, actually get out there and play. Uh, I know that Kevin wasn't very specific about that. He did say that a lot of starters would play, but the the specific details of that, he did not really give us. It'll be fun to watch two projected starters, and it'll be really great to welcome Jacoby back into the stadium that he had a lot of good, good memories in this past year. It'll be really neat to see him. So, yeah, I think you hit a lot of the nails on the head there, especially defensively, how they look with some of these guys in Cleveland and, you know, upping the ante in terms of what they're going to do defensively, what that schematically will look like now, uh, a little bit away from the last dress rehearsal that they performed. So, uh, you know, you get a chance to see how they're going to call their defense and all of that stuff. So be paying attention to that. And obviously you're hoping for a really strong drive or two from Watson that makes you feel some confidence about all of that. So we will obviously be dialed into that picture with him. That's the big one, right? That's the big one. That's the big one. All right. Well, listen, we're going to wrap this up. It's a really short and sweet one where, you know, we're not going to go over super important game details about preseason stuff. The, you know, we'll do that in season where we'll do our three keys to the game and all of those fun things. But for for now, preseason is meant to be enjoyed and is really tied more to analysis in the post game because you're just trying to look at players and how they performed and all of that. I think that's what's most important. So, Uh, As we always do, we'll do these game day shows for you, getting in the habit and giving you some information maybe you didn't know about the game ahead of time. We don't know anything about injuries. That's another thing we like to cover, but Mm. we don't know anything around that game time decisions for players, stuff like that. If anybody's even remotely in question, they don't play in the preseason. So uh, we'll continue to, like I said, get you in the habit of all these game day podcasts. Uh, Stick around for a little bit. Uh, We're going to have the rest of All Eyes on Cleveland with myself. Uh, Brad was obviously leading the pack and Andrew Spade was there too. So uh, a pretty great show that I wanted to, to pass along. So stick around for that. Otherwise, Brad, you know, you're the man. Thanks for your time. Good man, brother. Uh, This should be a fun one. Go Browns. Go Browns. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Holy crap, it is Jake Burns. What's up, Burnsy? How you doing, sir? Nobody ever says that when they see me, but that's uh that's very, very warm welcome from you, Brad. What's up? I'm good. I'm hanging in, busy. Sorry yeah. about the being late. Oh, there's no there's no worry here at all. We're fine. Uh we were talking about Shelby Harris. Everybody's locked in, fired up about it. Want to hear something a little happened? bit about Did I miss something? Uh, funny all right yeah. i want to hear sir uh what you think about i mean you did the tape breakdown tell us what you saw um it doesn't it doesn't really make sense why he was a free agent uh i don't i don't really understand it some of the there was an interesting comment i wanted to read a uh, a thread here because 
Uh, I think that the, one of the best ways you can learn something about players that were in a former location is through people who covered them on other teams, largely because they're not, you know, they're not fans. Some of them are, but uh, they're, they're usually trying to keep it as neutral as possible. So I always, I think that you get a pretty good perspective from those guys. So Joe rolls covers the, the Broncos. He's done a really nice job with them for a long time at Joe row and underscore NFL. Cause I had tweeted today, how on earth was Shelby Harris still a free agent? The tape is so good. And he said, it's the story of his career really. And then he responded, Shelby Harris was a cut. Uh, he was cut a bunch, which Andrew and I uh, figured out a little bit of that last night. Uh, he was cut a bunch before looking really good in a part-time role for Vance Joseph, then went on to look good for years. And I never, and I'd say never really got compensated as well as you'd think considering the tape. And then a, uh, another part of the mile high huddle group, which does a really good job out there. It said, he's a player that is right on the edge between the good, great that get paid. Those guys usually get paid in the above average that you feel that you can find for cheaper. You can find a cheaper replacement for that. Right. So he's kind of like on that good, great. And you think you can find a cheaper place for, it. cause that's what happened with Seattle is what needs to be reiterated. And we didn't talk about this last night, Andrew, the reason Seattle let him go is because the, the cap number was pretty high. So it's not that yeah. he's not good to, right. to sometimes flashing great. It's just that he was a really big cap number for a team that wanted to trim some cap fat mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said that, that Carl uh, Dumbler here is at Carl Dumbler MHH, which stands for mile high huddle. He brings a unique skill set, though, with his ability to win in more ways than hitting the quarterback. He is worth his contract. So that's all you need to know. People who are a part of you know covering Denver for years, obviously we know that uh, that Shelby was a part of the trade that pushed him out of Denver because of the uh, Russell Wilson trade. So they're telling you a little bit of what you need to know. Yeah, like I mean, again, it, it probably dubious one there saying sounds like Sheldon Richardson. It's a lot like Sheldon Richardson, but I think um, for his age at 32 now, his 31 season was really good, man. It was really good, and if he's bringing that alongside Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, it's pretty good. And I'll say this, like, you know, I thought that this would be, you know, Shelby was one of the better ones sort of sitting out there, whatever. And I know you, Andrew, said that this is one of the bigger signings in the, in, in sort of the realm of this time of year for yeah. a team to fix something. And I, you said that last night, and I was like a little dubious and in, in, in like, is it really? Should, should Is that actually true? When I watch the tape, the, the Browns haven't had a guy like this for a long time they haven't he's pretty good man the key the Mm -hmm. way he's disrupting in the past phase and and i know it only yielded two sacks but seven the year before but the pressures number the pressure numbers held steady and he's a good player he's a good player so i I mean he's not a great player he has flashes of great but he's a good player and we've talked about this with that defensive tackle room you don't need to have a couple chris jones you know you can't have elite everywhere on your roster but you need to be respectable and Guys, they're pretty damn respectable between those two that they have now brought in, and I, I, they need uh, commended for that. I, I still cannot believe that there were not, you know, people knocking down Shelby Harris's door to get a, a contract figured out. But, but again, not every team is as desperate across the league for defensive tackle help, so it's a matter of need and want and desire, and it's just really fortunate. And I, the Brown, and I say this carefully, there is really fortunate that they were able to wait this long and find mm-hmm. a player this good. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'll say that. Yep. It's a great point. Yeah, you know, I, I want to add on to something you said, Jake, because I, when I was watching, you know, a little bit of his stuff, what, what struck me is that the, the the specific way in which the Browns haven't had a guy like this is that he's, it seems like his, his motor is always running really high, you know, and he's, from an effort perspective, really, you know, going to keep going and keep pushing. And I, I think what's interesting is you think about, you know, I mean, he obviously, I think he, he think he overlapped in, in Denver with Vaughn Miller, but over the past mm-hmm. few years, he hasn't really been on a team with the sort of premier pass rush that the Browns have. And I kind of think in that interior rush role where he just keeps going and keeps going, that it, it will maybe produce some pressure and some sacks that he didn't get previously because he'll be able to clean up some stuff from Miles or from Zedarius, you know, where stuff kind of falls into his lap a little bit. Well, th- think about how he um, and he being Jim Schwartz explained the position to Siaki Ika. He wants these guys to play 
disruptive football right. through and through. Like, I think that there's that honest NFL Twitter account who does such a good job. He talked about how Jim Schwartz really preaches because this guy has studied Jim Schwartz for a long time. I don't know who this person is. It's a great mystery to me. Uh, he's ta- <laughs> he's talked extensively about how what Schwartz tries to do is create levels of run defenders that create almost a maze for running right. backs to try to find where to run. And if you have guys like Shelby, and I think Dalvin obviously in the run game can do this too. They're not limited to being play through you defensive tackles. They are rip through swim club underneath beat you with speed, but can, if you're not ready, beat you with some power. There's a, there's a, so much to like in, in imagining that you have two now three edge defenders and yep. then you have this situation and in the, in the, the first two defensive tackles. And you know that Siaki can at least eat up people when he rotates right. in. Yep. I'm telling you, I, I, if, I, if it were me and I was facing certain teams, this is a, like, I would want Siaki on the, I would want, I want Shelby Harris on the field in third downs. Like Agreed. I want that dude on the field on third downs. Agreed. So yep. I would not be afraid to play Siaki early downs in neutral mm-hmm to long second downs running Shelby onto the field. I want him being a second and third down defense. Not that he can't play first downs, but I'm not opposed to this idea, which I will eventually kind of write it, I hope, tonight for tomorrow, which is I want Dalvin playing the three – or sorry, the one uh, – excuse me. This is a great formulated thought I have here for everybody, apparently. <laughs> I would prefer to see Siaki playing some one on early downs and Dalvin playing the three and then shifting – and moving into the second and long situations where you have you run Shelby onto the field, have him playing the three, Dalvin playing the one, and then when you get into the third and pass, then you can say we want to put three edges on the field or we want to go dime, keep three guys on the field with their hand in the dirt, and that's where you have Shelby, Miles, Darius, and you get real weird with mm-hmm. six defensive backs and blitzing from weird angles and like, guys, it's good. It's really good. They've They've gone from making you feel – I mean, hell, Andrew it was yesterday's pot at what did we got done it. <laughs> so we got done it, and, and then ten minutes later, it's like you completely reverse your yeah. vibe, and largely yes. because we haven't seen Dalvin Tomlinson play, and we first experience again with this twenty-three team, we see the same old defensive tackles out there. Although yep. I thought Siaki had a few moments, we're still perpetuating that same feeling from last year. We're like, oh god, these defensive tackles, same guys, and then you see like Sam Kamara has a couple reps where you're like, oh my god, a guy with a pulse, that's right. great. <laughs> so like, we're waiting, and and then and then like, all I could think of today as I'm watching this tape of Shelby is, yeah, the fourth, uh, the fourth defensive tackle will be a guy with some clear deficiencies, but you can find a way around it. But boy, right. wouldn't it be fun to bring Melvin Ingram in? I know you mentioned it yesterday, man, but like, if they brought him in. And you were mm-hmm. the four deep there. If you had seven real yep. players, real yep. my God, yep. that'd be yep. a lot of fun. Not trying yep. to, not trying to get greedy here in any way. But yeah, we were talking about it before you jumped close, on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean we were talking about it before you jumped on because I just I've come back to it today again. Just when you start to look at the room, you know, and I think it's a lot of it does kind of revolve around the Alex Wright injury and just thinking how much more money would you really have to spend to get Melvin Ingram on this team? And it just, it really would go from strength to, you know, I think clearly the best defensive line group in the league, uh, which, you know, is weird to say about the Browns, right? Or maybe if not clearly in that conversation, I guess I should pump the brakes a little bit, but it's in that conversation. And I think, you know, it's if they're if they're I guess it's the thinking is if you're in far enough to sign Shelby Harris, you know, on August uh, 9th, then you're in far enough to sign Melvin Ingram on August 10th. You know, I would hope I mean, I'm not not saying again, we're not trying to sort of manifest any disappointment with what we're saying. If they don't sign right. Melvin Ingram, it's whatever they they yeah, it they'll depends, be okay. largely depends on they're, they're going to be fine the scope. But that's just more of like a. Wouldn't that be really fun sort of thing? Just because Alex Wright is in the situation he's in now where we don't sort of yep. just don't there's, sort of know. There's room but, for him. Yeah. There yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, it'd be exciting. But kudos, man. Shelby Harris is the right addition, right time, right place. And, um, yeah, it's good. It's right after kind of consuming as much as I could today because I don't like to do those film rooms without watching like two at least 250 snaps from the year before to see who that player is and not just looking at highlights and 
selling yeah. you on something like the, there's he's good he's he's better than anyone i've watched here in a little bit so him and him and tomlinson will play really well off of each other and they're they're big dudes they're they're going to they're going to eat bodies and they're going to be tough to move and i think that you're going to get to see fun versions of the linebacker group this year mm-hmm uh, Bradley Bruns asking, uh, you know, we kind of ran through the PFF grades earlier, which are really good and really steady each year, but he's asking uh, a little bit about the run defense grades. You know, we're talking a lot about pass rush, but I mean, excellent there as well. You know, 76, nine last year, 62, 76, 69, 78, 79. So he's, he's very good in both aspects of, of, uh, run defense and pass rush. So. Um, yeah, I mean, like I haven't broken a doubt like you, but in watching what you exactly said, just highlights like three minutes of highlights that I posted last night after the, uh, thing on my timeline. I mean, the push he gets is incredible. It's a wild how many plays he makes, uh, after everybody else gives up and he runs down a wide receiver or running back, just, uh, he yeah. never stops, man. And it's, uh, pretty wild, uh, that, uh, he is still available to like, to your point. Uh, real quickly, before we get into who's going to play and who we think is going to play and all that good stuff tomorrow night, let's talk about this weekend at the Fantasy Football Expo. Uh, Fantasy Football fanatics, fanatics, do not miss out on Fantasy Football's greatest weekend. Join the OBR and the nation's foremost fantasy football experts at the Fantasy Football Expo 2023 in Canton, August 11th through the 13th. That starts tomorrow. Uh, the weekend, uh, well, yep, the weekend after Joe Thomas. Oh, that's that already passed. Over 50 <laughs> of the top fantasy football analysts will be there to share their knowledge and insights for whatever genre you play. Also, you get to experience live drafts courtesy of uh, draftnightout.com, King's Classic Experts Draft, Cornell Tournaments, Flag Football Tournaments, Fantasy Football Panels with all the top experts. Friday and Saturday night parties. I know Friday night's party is hosted by uh, my guest on Friday night, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, Grab your friends, gas up the car, and head to Canton for this opportunity to level up your fantasy game. Time is running out, so grab your tickets. And yes, the OBR will be there. Booth number 24, Nick Chubb at the Expo Hall on Sunday. Interested in joining us? Get more information and tickets at the Fantasy Football Expo. Dot com. Gentlemen, there's a game tomorrow night, which we will be at. And uh, so Deshaun's going to start. We were talking uh, right when you came on about how much we thought he would play, Jake. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of said, uh, you know, to, uh, I think we both agreed that either two possessions, somewhere around 12 to 15 snaps, or one long possession. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think it sounds fine. Uh, it, it depends, like you guys are sort of inferencing that. Like, it depends on the drive quality. You know, he could have, right. they could say, we're going to give you, even if they score a touchdown in eight plays, they could trot him back out for another drive. I mean, like to me, two drives is like a quarter, typically. I mean, unless teams are going three and out. So I would say maximum of a quarter minimum could probably be a good, if they have a six for six touchdown drive, yeah, they could just say, hey, man, throw the ball cap on, you're good for now. You know, so that's possible too. Just, uh, I think the biggest thing that they want to come out of this, and I'm sure that every team feels this way too, and it didn't happen last year, even for Jacoby Brissett, was you just wanted to feel good about it, right? Just just a good night, clean night, throw the ball where it's supposed to go, out on time, catch it. You know, we're watching C.J. Stroud and the youngster struggle a little bit tonight in his NFL air quotes debut. You know, you just want to feel good when you leave the game. So hopefully whatever that result is for Deshaun, one drive, two drives, even if it's a drive that stalls out after a couple plays and they put together a really good second drive, that'd be – That'd be nice to see because, like, I was just kind of referencing about the defensive tackles in the Hall of Fame game. I'm sure you guys, and I know, Andrew, you spoke on this yesterday, but whatever happens as the outcome of this Deshaun Watson performance is going to be the national talking points and really our talking points as we kind of, you know, feel how we want to feel about they're going to be this season. And we all all know that it doesn't (laughs) – there's no real data that says what you do in the preseason sort of plays into your result in the the regular season all too much, but – it would be really nice for people to feel good about Watson for <laughs> if he doesn't play, he's not going to play the second preseason game as we all presume there with, with Philly he may get some time in Kansas city. Um, but it'd be nice to have this be a really strong game for a lot of different reasons, you know, just a lot of different talking point reasons. Well, it would be, it would be nice. So we'll hope that comes to fruition. 
Yeah, absolutely. Not that it really means a whole ton, but it would be it would be nice, right? Uh, yeah. I totally agree. Well, it's, uh, it's still four weeks until the opener, right? Like yes. this this Sunday is four weeks. So, like, maybe I'm being a little selfish in terms of <laughs> thinking about what it means to me personally. But what it means to us, all three of us sitting here, is that we're going to have to talk. If he's bad, we're going to have to talk an awful lot about what a season worth of bad Deshaun Watson football looks like. And and vice versa, if he's good, then, you know, the, the victory train will be ready to leave the station by Saturday morning. So true. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a world of takes and we're in the business yeah, so we have to right. listen and we have to that's give right. them <laughs> yeah yes that's exactly right i'm presuming no nick chubb you guys agree there absolutely i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't give him a carry all preseason he's running some in practice no yep. thanks catching so. catching the ball well today saw a couple clips looks good out there mm-hmm. uh receiving the ball for whatever that's worth um, any, you know, offensive line will probably play right. Cause of Watson, anybody else hope. you're ho- yeah. holding out tomorrow. I don't want to see miles play. I'm good on that. No. I prefer not to see him. I, I mean, I know who Dalvin is. I don't need to see Dalvin. I, I mean, we know Shelby's not playing. He's just there. Um, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I don't need to see. I know. I know who these guys are. I wouldn't see, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Ogbo a snap yeah, or two, agreed. Um, but, but agreed. I would, uh, I don't need to see either of those edge guys. I don't need to see Dalvin. Um, Probably not Ward. You know, don't need to. I don't need to right. see. I mean, you can maybe say JOK could use a series or two, but yeah. again, with the guy with his injury history, I right. just rather that happen in meaningful football than non-meaningful football. It sounds like yeah. they uh, have a pretty good feel for what they're doing defensively. When you hear him talk, you had an interesting interview on ESPN Cleveland the other day. Well worth your time if you have some time to listen to it. So, um you know, again, maybe like you, you try him the group first group out for a series in Thornhill. And the, really the reason you would do that, guys, from a linebacker secondary standpoint is just to get the communication down, get in and out of the huddle. How does it feel? What does it look like? Who's making the calls? Who's making your strength calls? Who's calling it in the huddle? Who's your green dot? There's little logistical things that you would want to heart, you know, clean up. But, uh, um, you know, for the most part, I don't want Juan or Grant or those guys playing a ton. Like I said, series two, if they get out there and they were good. So it's going to be a, Heavy week in Philly too. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be against a really good team that's gonna hit you in the mouth all all the time. So uh, that's that's on the radar as well. Really important week of work. You want to go healthy into that week for sure. Um, so and, and then uh, you mentioned um, uh, JOK and he sounds really confident. Like to hear him talk the other day. To your point, he sounds very confident and seems like he has a grasp of things, which is good to hear him talk like that. I thought for mm-hmm. sure. So uh, let's uh, transition a little bit here to what uh, any guys that in specific you want to see or are watching for specifically tomorrow night. Like, for example, a guy that I want to watch, Bubba Bolden, mm-hmm. had a really nice game, I thought, uh, Hall of Fame game. And I want to watch him and think that, you know, maybe he's trying to throw his name into the mix with hickman and d'anthony bell i don't think either of those have that spot locked down necessarily so bolden i think is an exciting guy to watch uh tomorrow above bolden with really great safety alliteration kind of right there with buddha baker where if he yeah. were to become a guy saying bubba bolden is a fun name to say almost sounds like a a really good boxer at the at the featherweight level so uh anyway now that i'm off out in left field he could be fun. Yeah, there's uh, some safeties in these play. I mean, I want to see, I would say, you know, you're talking about guys who are flashing a little bit in the first game. Obviously, the two young Ohio State linemen are of particular interest. I don't need to see any Michael Dunn. I know who Michael Dunn is. I have a feel for who Jane, uh, Hudson is. You know, I don't, I don't need to see a ton more, even though he needs to just get work, you know, focusing on left tackle. Wide receivers, you want to see more Tillman. I, I, I love to see him get as many uh, moments as possible. Uh, that's great, you know, especially for a guy you think there's developing. Outside of that, at wide receiver, David Bell could get some snaps, but I'm really interested offensively to see DTR. Austin Watkins is certainly in that mix too. And then uh, Felton at running back, I mean, like he was, you know, he had some moments. You know, he's he is who he is. I think he's more he's more twitchy than explosive. Right. So I, I think that he can 
do some fun things for you. So, you know, we, we just haven't seen him play running back enough. I would like to see as much of that as possible. And I'm sure the Browns are now with the situation because Jerome Ford would have played a lot tomorrow night. Now, since he's out, they're going to have to play Hall and Kelly and Felton. And we're just going to have to sort of see what those three look like. And uh, I think that they're probably based on workouts, going to see what those guys, how they feel coming out of this game about bringing another body into the equation. So um, those guys are the the, the most intriguing to me uh, for sure. Andrew, do you have thoughts on, uh, before I go into that, do you have thoughts on, on this running back three or running back two situation? Like, do you feel like the, there's a guy on the roster after what we saw in the Hall of Fame game that you're okay with proceeding forward? Or are you like, let's bring somebody in? I tend not to worry about running back too much. Uh, okay. Just just because of, I think, the the ease with which uh, players can pick can that position acquired. up. You know, yeah. yeah, they're available, and I think you can bring a guy in who can be, serviceable i mean i you know i i and i think felton and kelly have both shown something um and have been around the program for a while so they certainly know what they're doing so i you know i'm i'm okay with both of those guys uh i'm 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 not opposed to it if they feel like they need to address it and add somebody i would be okay with that but i also think they probably are all right with what they have um i want to hear what you're watching here real quick but i want to answer uh chat underscore username very authentic uh mm-hmm. name he uses but i love it sorry is dobbs playing tomorrow my understanding is that we will see all four quarterbacks tomorrow yeah, uh, i think that right. was reported today so yep. go ahead uh what are you looking for tomorrow night andrew well jake named every player on the roster except for okay. I think Char- charlie Hewlett. so i'm I can't wait to see how the else do you get it right and- and yeah, the, how else do you get it right, though? <laughs> I mean, then after the game, I can say, I, I told you, I, I talked about him in the pregame. <laughs> yeah, so, so no, I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the names that, that uh, came up already was Cedric Tillman. I think seeing Cedric Tillman, a lot of Tillman snaps last week came with Kellen Mond on the field. And so I think we all kind of know that the Mond experience is, you know, not long for this. So, um, you know, if, if Tillman can get some reps with Watson, I think that would be neat to see. Uh, certainly with Dobbs or DTR, somebody that's going to give him a better chance to to make a play on the ball, which is, I think, his natural skill set. So that's a that's a player for sure for me. Uh, de- you know, defensively, I, I I am curious about kind of what's going on with the nickel position since Newsom has had this you know period of time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen a few things from Mike Ford. Mm-hmm. My cat is in the microphone. Uh, I've, I've seen a few things from, from Mike Ford that have been impressive in the slot. And so that's a name that I think is, you know, you could see some Cameron Mitchell has been the other one there. Um, so that's, you know, something I think that, you know, if you're, if you're a real sicko, you could watch out for that. Caleb Biggers also, I think is probably in around that, that, that role as well, but he's, you know, UDFA. So it's a different uh, story. Uh, you know, you know, you mentioned Bubba Bolden, I think, really all of the young safeties uh, beyond the the sort of three that we know are going to be on the roster, they're all fighting. So it'll be interesting to see them. And then I, we already talked about Isaiah McGuire in the other conversation. Um, yeah. So would be great for him to, to show up or Flash really in, yeah, any edge player that wants to be, you know, the last guy in that room would be neat to just see, you know, maybe this guy, they just signed Chuck Haley's got some sort of uh uh, is that right? It's not Haley. Is it? Cause that's, that's the, no, it's, that's uh, the Hall of Chuck, it's Chuck Wiley. Chuck Wiley, Wiley. Thank you. Yeah. 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 He, he looks pretty jacked. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a height, height, weight, speed guy. So maybe he comes in and makes an impression or something like that. But, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think really it's, it's Tillman because I, I, the way he looks, it feels like he could make an impression on this season you know, uh, t- to the point of like being a, a legitimate factor for people to have to prepare for. Uh, so that's probably the the top of my list. I agree. We're getting a lot of questions in the chat about Cade York. So I'll throw this out there. If he struggles, if he misses a kick tomorrow night, what, I mean, what action needs to be taken, Jake, bring another guy in at this point, or is it too late for that? Uh, they feels like they handled him with kid gloves and it's kind of backfiring a little bit. Well, it's never too late to bring in a kicker. These guys can hop off a plane and kick. I mean, right. listen, every kicker that's been in the stadium the past few years has made every kick they've tried in Cleveland, so maybe that's the route they need to go anyway. I don't know. I think right. they're going to let Cade kick with uh, unrivaled structure the rest of preseason. If he struggles at the start of the season, they're going to be forced to take some action. 
So that's okay. where I'm at. I don't, again, I, I mean, I can't say never. I mean, if he misses a couple kicks in a PAT tomorrow, there's going to be a gigantic increase in concern. That's already a relatively high concern level anyway. So you never say never on these things, but the, uh, the likelihood of the whole thing playing out to me feels like we're going to give this kid a chance second year to start the season. If he's Zane Gonzalez is the start of the year, which would be so unfortunate because then you're giving away games that right. you need on the back end, as we all know. Yep. Yep. But if he's, if he does do the Zane Gonzalez stuff, they'll bring in another kicker uh, right away. I would, I would imagine, but and I don't know. Speaking of Zane Gonzalez, Jake, I, I, you know, I have been out of the loop on kicker news across the NFL, but you know, fantasy season's ramping up, and so you have to be prepared for every angle. Uh, the Zane Gonzalez is with the 49ers, and they also drafted Jake Moody in the third round. So there's a good chance Zane Gonzalez himself will actually be available at the end of the preseason, which would be one hell of a story. Yeah, yeah we'll just tell him be. Hugh Jackson's still here. I'm sure he'd love to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's... Uh... Let's do this. Um, Joe Burrow, very vague update yesterday uh, as uh, they uh, the uh, what's his name down there said uh, it's uh, several weeks from when I said several weeks was what he told uh, yep. the press. Yep. So uh, do you have any field? Do you guys have any field? Do you expect him to play or no? We're four Andrew, go ahead. Uh, I don't honestly. Uh, I I think when you're thinking about the the big picture of the season, the Bengals, they're it's Super Bowl or bust for them. Really, the way that you know they've set this up. So, uh, I think they probably make a a you know rational decision that they can afford to lose a game, even a divisional game. Uh, to make sure that they have him all the way back healthy. Um, I, I obviously think it's possible that he plays. I think it's a – if I was giving odds right now, I'd say 70% he doesn't play, 30% he does. Yeah, today David Chow, who's the pro football doc, very famous mm-hmm. across the league, 17 years uh, as a team NFL team doctor, had retweeted what exactly you're talking about there, Brad, with Schefter, um, had said about Zach Taylor saying it's – Timeline several weeks from when I said several weeks, he said, uh, we always felt more than a grade one calf strain is what he had, but he will play week one. So that's just that the opinion of um, mm-hmm. th- those guys. I, I don't see any reason why they should risk it. The worst thing in the world is it's a hot day in Cleveland and he's trying to scramble out step forward and he hurts it and he grade twos it and it lingers into mid season. I see no right. reason, you know, you can't, you know, the phrase <laughs> just so popular, you know, you can't win the Super Bowl in week one, but you can lose it. So yep, they right. should probably be pretty. And it, we're not saying that just because I think if the roles were reversed and Watson was in the same predicament, I would, t- I would say the same thing. I, there's no yep. reason in yep. week one to be jeopardizing touchy injuries like that, making them worse. But I, I wouldn't I miss Joe Burrow though. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays. So uh, to, to your point, I wouldn't, we'll see what he ends up doing. I feel like it's certainly, very, very possible that he is is out there. You know, Who's their backup? It's a little all over the board. Trevor Simeon is there, more yeah, the more right. notable name, but I've seen some like Jake Browning, the former Washington kid, taking some snaps mm-hmm. with the oh, first team. I'm largely largely well treat. you say you say that, but uh we've seen some of those names uh sort of burn us. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I said that about Bailey Zappi last year yeah. for sure. Um brutal. We actually probably have a really brutal record against backup quarterbacks, like probably one of the worst ever. Like yeah. Brandon you know, Allen and some of those yeah. likes mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, that's not great. That's a bad quarterback situation, and there'd be a lot of jump balls to T and Jamar and good luck situations. But um, that those are the two that I've seen. I'm largely invested in Joe and fantasy football, as you all care so much about, I'm sure. So I know I'm, I'm closely watching who's going to take snaps in Cincinnati if he doesn't play. So that's what I've come to understand is that it's those two who are on the, the, the sort of contention for the second second rule there. By the way, great pick, Andrew, with, uh, you know, going up and getting Brandon Ayuk today. That's fantastic. No, I'm serious. I think he's going to yeah. have a huge year. I, uh, all you. word out of camp is that he has been fantastic. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're all I, really I, happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Fan. No, it's, I, I've 
feel like I could just go ahead and put at least my first name on the trophy. Yeah, we're really happy for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, are you uh, team quarterback, Jake, or whatever? Is that you? Well, yeah, I'm quarterback club, largely quarterback named after club. The, my favorite in 64 game from the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Right. Quarterback club video games were way ahead of their time. That's me. My, I thought that was you over my there. My calling card. I like to name my fantasy football teams after old football video games. So, interesting. Just, uh, that's my thing. Game day. What else was? I have NFL Fever in another league. That was an Xbox title way back in the day. Madden really ruined it for everybody. It's not no competition anymore. So, yeah. Though it's uh, we're listen. This draft is just flying by. Oh my goodness! Some unbelievable picks are happening. You know, just nearly just, around uh, a day. It's really something. The yeah. media is all over this draft. Mm-hmm. I can't believe some of the decisions made. Yeah. You know, we had. Um, I think I take, I'm averaging 1.3 picks every 48 hours at this rate, right. I think. Yep. It is a slow drip draft. Mm-hmm. Cold. It's all the right. cold brew draft. So mm-hmm. we're at 57 minutes, gentlemen. So I have one question for you before uh-huh. we get out of here. If you were Andrew Barry, squeaky mic brad sorry about that adjusting mm-hmm. there little squeaky little need a little need a, a little uh that uh what is it wd-40 yeah there you go thanks gentlemen nailed it nailed it tech mobile says evan just yeah uh all right so uh if you were andrew barry and you could uh do one you know, bring in one player and get rid of one. And you have, uh, what, I mean, the Browns have some money left right now. And yep. It's all, you know, they, I think they have over 10 million, right. To spend if they really wanted to, and I'm sure they want to roll it over, but say, say, uh, Jimmy said, go, go do it. Have at it. What would you do? You said I have to get rid of one. Uh, well, I mean, you don't have to get rid of one. You can just bring one in and, and, and assume that one is, yeah is departed but uh would it be melvin ingram um melville would be high on the list uh for sure uh you know you could talk me into to running back if you wanted to just like get embarrassingly rich and talk about dalvin cook is like yeah one a and one b would be extremely fun for what mm-hmm. they're doing structure wise on offense so for the sake of what andrew's uh, original thought was on melvin ingram yesterday i'll say dalvin cook and uh <laughs> go with that dalvin cook for me yeah, I, I think it's I think it's those are the two spots, right? Running back or or pass rusher. I don't think there's really anybody in the wide receiver uh realm that would fix the the hole left by Marquise Goodwin's illness, which is the other you know, when you look at the roster construction, the other area that probably is a little lacking is just that speed element at wide receiver, but they're just gonna have to get there with the guys that they already have, you know, whether it's uh Elijah Moore or uh, you know, uh, I guess to a certain extent, you know, Cedric Tillman w- winning deep balls a different way, basically, rather than running away from people, you know, so. Uh, John Ross but... retired, so there goes. The... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that, I think that is the other, that's the other position that you, but, you know, I, I mean, unlike f- finding a Shelby Harris this late, you know, into training camp, there is no equivalent player at wide receiver that would move the needle at all. Obviously there's a, glut of running backs that would be meaningful. Um, and then, you know, a few edge rushers still hanging around. Uh, you know, I, I also think, I don't think it would be as likely to be a free agent signing, but I think it's possible that they could make a, a small trade for a, a slot cornerback. If either the Newsom injury is going to continue is that if that drags on, it's a groin thing. So those can linger. Uh, so either if there's a new, if there's an injury issue with him or, if they just want a little bit more reliable depth from that position, I think a trade for somebody that's comfortable playing in the slot would make sense for the nickelback, you know, a small, like a, a pick swap for a guy that isn't going to make another team. Uh, no, no names coming to mind, but that's another area. I think they could try and address if they really wanted to. Bryce yeah. Callahan still on the free agent market. Good call. That's a good call. That's, that's a, a good call. call. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had a rough uh, year last year, but that could be a fit. I think I would. I think I would probably, and I feel better about it now that Taki Taki and uh, Walker are further along, but I still feel like 
you know, Jacob Phillips and some of these guys maybe don't deserve to be on this roster. And we like to Jake's point last time when I, when I brought this up and my hate for Jacob Phillips is maybe Schwartz <laughs> loves him. Right? right. And, and that may be the case. Uh, so, uh, and we'll have to wait and see. And I, I'm sure we'll see, hopefully we see him tomorrow night. I, I would assume, uh, that we see him and, and, uh, uh, Tony, uh, Phillips and all those guys out there. Right. So, uh, Diabate and, uh, so I think we'll see them play, but I do think that keeping your eyes peeled for, <clears throat> excuse me, a veteran linebacker that can still move. That's not going to make a team. And very similar to what you said, Andrew, as far as like trading for a slot corner, maybe making a late round pick swap to obtain a linebacker. Yep. yep. Yeah, that would push, uh, you know, one of these scrubs off the roster and, and maybe strengthen that room a little bit more. I would feel better if I, I don't know when is the, the guy, uh, what's his name? Adams. Uh, is that, is that his name? Right. They yeah. Matthew over. Adams. Yeah. Matthew Adams. I'd feel better if he was healthy, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he has better PFF grades than both Phillips or, um, why can't I say, think of it? Fields. Goddamn. Fields, Phillips or Fields, yeah. Uh, last year, or you know, so I would feel better if he was available, but still, uh, I would be looking for depth there because they went through like 27 bodies last year, and your their first two that they're depending on are still recovering from injury. So, yeah, uh, I do think that's an area that could use a little attention if need be. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah, so. Uh, so we're fired up. There it is. Uh, so we are going to the game tomorrow night. We're fired up about that. So, uh, we will, we will be there. Look for us on TV. I'll wave. I'll wave. Uh, but, uh, do you guys, uh, have any parting uh, thoughts, any questions you guys want to get out? Is Zeke worth the minimum? No, thanks. Eh, no, thank I don't you. think there's a need for that type of running back here. No, no. Okay. Good show. Thanks, John. Uh, Jake, thanks for stopping by. Andrew, you are a gentleman and a scholar. You guys are both great. Thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate your time here on All Eyes on Cleveland. Make sure you go to the OBR and read everything that Jake's doing, everything that Andrew's doing. Follow them on Twitter at Andrew Spade and at Jake underscore Burns 18. I'll let you guys get back to your evenings. I appreciate the time tonight to react to Shelby Harris. And uh, guess what? It's my lucky day. I will see you both tomorrow. <laughs> what do they say? IRL? Yeah, that's right. In real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That In works. In real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, uh, thank you for uh, all 80-plus uh, of you that stopped by here to watch All Eyes on Cleveland tonight. We appreciate you all. Everybody locked in. Uh, and uh, hope you enjoyed. Uh, for everybody over at the OBR. Uh, for Andrew, for Jake, my name is Brad Ward. Have a lovely evening. Go Browns. We're out.